Hey, John, you been hunting? Yes, sir. Hey, Stefan, you been surfing? Yeah, papa. Hey, Mark, you been fishing? You know it. Come on. Well, it's the start of a new bend. Wild bend, here we go. Here you go, man. How you been doing? Good, life is good. How are you? Good, man. So you been at the ranch all week or what? Uh, yeah, man, I've been sweating. <laughs> it's been warm man i'll tell you what and after all this rain this week dude you uh, have a bunch of rain at the ranch from yeah we got standing. rain we got some beautiful thunderstorms and the thing was there's a lot of days with no wind and that's what gets you you're like okay oh, yeah. man you can blow i'm cutting all these trees down and yeah, yeah. it messes with the fishing too you know i can see where those fish they'll just be like no i'm not eating dude like, <laughs> yeah. and they would only eat dragonflies like i hooked a few uh bass pond yeah my oh, bass okay. pond and uh you know i can't get them on top waters yet it's weird i don't understand why they haven't smashed them there uh but yeah and i didn't this is the one trip i didn't bring my fly rod <laughs> of course i'm like oh man dragonflies all day long and uh so just putting in some work you know cleaning the barn out and just things that haven't been getting done, done you know and i was trying to build a dove plot you know, with mm-hmm. some sunflowers, and then I had to move that because my water system wasn't right. And really? So just little bitty things and always late, you know? Like, shoot, <laughs> dove season's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, man, I wish I planted last week. Yeah. yeah and then you're like, right. oh, you got all this rain from the Hannah, but, oh, uh, yeah. But I feel you on the fishing, the heat in the afternoon, like when the, especially in the morning, there's no wind, it's so still, and it gets so hot. I mean, everything on the boat gets extremely hot. Fish get picky in the afternoons, mm. and I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting right now, especially it's been it's been hot as hell. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> I mean, it looks beautiful, man. Like I said I had some beautiful days. I got some great photos of baby alligators just sitting in still. Oh, really? Yeah, you know they just cruise throughout the waters, and I'll walk the rivers, and I'll just photograph them. And so you got some still water, and they look beautiful and reflections and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I said, man, it's just stifling and. The point being is I think I'm a little dehydrated and <clears throat> after three days of it, I'm like, man, you know, it kind of catches up to you. So you feel real worn down and, and just kind of in a funk. So I'm just trying to get out of this funk. <laughs> you should do what I've been doing the last three days, just pounding Lone Star. Yeah. Hydrating. <laughs> hydrating to some degree. I don't know if I'd be saying that's hydrating. <laughs> but, but yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Just part of it, and I got to go out there. We got this other new field that I'm working on, and we're going to be cutting around these ponds and get ready for dove season and guiding some dove hunts on that. So, yeah, we got to get all the boys together and go Hell yeah. smash them. They're Are good. you doing sunflower or milo? What are you, what are you No, doing? with this one, we're just clearing. This is the one ranch. Uh, oh, to hunt in the field. Yeah, oh, got the you, field. Got like you. The, It's been overgrown for years, and so uh, we've got three great little ponds on there. And... Uh, it's great for duck hunting too in the winter, um, but it's just been overgrown, and so we gotta go and cut all that stuff back and and let those doves start seeing that water. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're there, but you know, let them see that water more and more. Yeah, before the opening day, nobody <laughs> wants to hunt dove in like knee high to chest high like grass. Like that's like the worst case scenario. Oh yeah, I've so had to do it as a kid. You're like, why? Why are we doing this again? Like. None of you guys have a weed eater, cheap oh, bastards. Yeah, well, it's more scary just finding a rattlesnake. Oh, like, the rattlesnake. Putting your hand down in some grass and all that, man. No way. No thanks. Yeah. I think I've left one bird before where I'm like, no, he went in a hole and I'm going to let him go there. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about dove hunting, I mean, it's like probably one of my favorite things to hunt. I mean, I love dove hunting. It's like, I mean, it's just so fun. The camaraderie. It's like you and your boys. Like you have like the younger generations that are out there with you. And I hunt with my buddy whose name is Hunt, and he brings his boys. And it was so funny because last year, like me and him were, man, I'm almost 40 now. You're older too. You know what I mean? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so our level of hunting dove is not as extreme as a 13 year old boy or like a 15 year old boy hunting dove, where they're like belly crawling yeah. to sneak up on a dove, like hiding in mm-hmm. wee satch or like doing all these things like mucking it through the mud to like get to a better spot yeah. and we're like sitting next to a Kubota or the vehicle the truck a white radio pickup. yeah <laughs> sit next to a white pickup <laughs> with a radio blasted drinking beers like we get our birds no problem and then these little boys are just like we're just laughing like as they're low crawling around in these fields like full camo like sometimes they put on face paint and we're just like they're dumb yeah I don't know that's pretty awesome I just love to see that like 
transition it to it. It's oh, just so I love funny. It. I got a friend and uh, we hunt on his property and uh, his daughter, she's probably seven, you know, and she just loves dove hunting and, and they love being bird dogs, you know, and getting yeah. them birds. And you're like, shit, there's this cute little bugger girl and they're just running after it and they love petting them doves and, you know, they're beautiful birds, don't get me wrong, and they're just... You know, I think people like dove hunting because they're clean, easy to clean. Yes. You know, and they're not a big game where you really look into the doe eyes and you feel terrible or whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, for harvesting them. But, uh, yeah, and it's like you said, it's more social. You can have a big group and still have just as much fun or be single and, mm-hmm. you know, be shooting around. Or, like I said, last year I took it very, very serious and I took uh, – I got this old 410 of my grandfather's. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. It's 19. I forget the number on it, but it's over 100 years old. Shotgun, 410, single shot. Single shot? That's yeah, right. I learned on a 20-gauge single shot. Like, yeah, I think that's the best to learn on Oh, man. It was, I, I, you know, we went down to the border and shot doves, white wing opening, opening weekend up there. Last year? Yeah, with my oh, dad. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, with that 410. And, man, it was... The, Man, that was so much fun. Like, and then I started shooting it left-handed. You know, like, <laughs> changing it. Up. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like you have to keep improving. Like, you can become a hunter and be like, okay, this is my plateau, or you can be like, no, man, there are no rules for hunting, and let me better myself as a yeah. hunter gatherer. And and so I have been teaching myself to shoot left-handed. You know, because I'm like, man, I'm 45 years old. I know how to shoot right-handed. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's the same concept. There's a learning curve for sure. Don't kid yourself. But once you get it down, then, yeah. And then, like, uh, you start shooting from the hip and doing fun stuff like that. (laughs) That's like me. I was always worried about when I was in the military, I was fly fishing. And I was like, man, if I lose a limb, can Mm -hmm. I do it the other hand? Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty ambidextrous shooting, no problem. But I was like, with that, like casting, either a fly rod or spinning rod. I mean, I don't really do typically bait casters too much. But I'm super ambidextrous now on it. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't I don't know. It's like a weird thing to think about, I guess. But uh, I think it's great, though. It changes, like, your perspective, like, especially switching eyes. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest thing because I found out I have a really, like, weird weakness with one of my eyes where I can't see that good out of an eye. And it's, like, some kind of, like, stigmatism or something mm-hmm. weird. But I never knew that until I started trying to, like, shoot ambidextrous same sure. thing what you're talking about and you're like oh man i can shoot a shotgun perfect but i have to do if i look through a scoped rifle or try to look down the sights i have to use the opposite eye that i mm. normally would oh wow so I, you're kind of over you know what i mean I've you're seen over, that before. yeah and like you have to use that one eye or i will patch an eye mm-hmm. and if i patch an eye i don't even notice it but and wow. you're just talking about shooting with like the ambidextrous like man i've exactly know what you're talking no, about. No, I've that. seen that with other people before, and it's interesting. You're like, what do you mean you have to shoot with your left eye? Like, that didn't make any sense. But like I said, you know, especially muscle memory, I, I don't know if this is real or not, but you can see where using one eye all your life, you know, and then using your left eye, whatever mm-hmm. your dominant eye. So it makes total sense. And, you know, as a skateboarder, I'd break hands and fit fingers and wrists and stuff. So I'm used to kind of having to, to do that like work off of both hands just because you know for three months out of the year you know one of them doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> you're like the cool kid in high school like middle school that always had like a cast always. and i was like i just want to break something except all i broke uh, growing up on my ribs uh, like shit. i didn't break any like arms or anything until my adulthood but like in high school and elementary middle school all my fingers toes like all that but you don't get a cast for that and no, if you do no. it's like a finger yeah, slide, it's the lame ones it's lame ones you're like I'm not wearing that or yeah. you break I've broken so many ribs before I graduated high school so it's like in like baseball bats falling off fin- like sailing injury like all these different things surfing like all these things got just had weak ribs I guess or took a lot of blows to the chest yeah and uh so I never got a cool cast. And you're probably the kid that had like all the girl signatures hey, on the ladies. cast. Hey, what's up, Lady? You want to sign my cast? Sign my smelly ass cast. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> get my first arm cast until I was in like corpsman school in the Navy. And it's all dudes anyway. And like, you're not asking a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, like, no, dude. We're like 19, 18 years old. Like, hey, bro, you want to sign my cast? No, like, shut up. You're going to break your other arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bear can really, can you imagine walking around core school with a cast, bro? Like, hey, Those was, girls? Yeah, they're, yeah I mean, it's it different. Like, didn't you have, I remember you, 
I remember you having that cast. Yeah. Didn't you have signatures on there? Yeah. Were those all dudes? That was all you guys. Oh. No. Yeah. So you, what happened again? <laughs> the bottle rocket? No. Yeah. How'd you, uh, how'd you get so, the cast? Man, this is a weird story. So I was in the military, and it was the wintertime in Chicago, and they had like these raves and these parties like people could go to and these vans are like ooh, exactly you know what's up Ken <laughs> yeah. lights and like yeah, the whatever girls Chicago dance. was big on raves yeah, Chicago, I had no we idea all in Chicago, like, Chicago by the way we came from Corpus so yeah. I remember we just yeah we just met some random girl she's like hey let's go to this rave and we're like okay she's pretty yeah girl <laughs> yeah, like, you jump in a van with like disco lights for an hour and you show up at these places it was super weird but anyway my roommate went to a rave and like we were all sleeping in, there's like four of us in a room. That's like it's this. It was this room like that we're in right now with bunk beds and maybe like a locker. Maybe I don't remember. It was shitty. It's like it's the military's ghetto. It's like a mm-hmm. concrete center block death trap. Yeah. But uh, he came in the room at like three in the morning, like raging, and like pulled one of my bunk roommates out of his top bunk. And like started kick, trying to kick his ass. And Higgins was a little dude. I mean, I probably shouldn't even say his name. Anyway, but they pin we pinned that guy that attacked us against the door, and we had these metal steel doors. And I went to punch him, like like knock him out, squirrel. yeah, knock him out. That's the greatest idea ever. Yeah, and I go to hit him, and he like matrix me, and I <laughs> punch the door, and I shatter my arm, oh, and I get shit. a boxer's fracture. Oh shit! And I was doing like a bunch of different stuff, where like. I was having to swim all the time and do a bunch of weird stuff. And uh, I couldn't do anything. So they put a cast on my arm and all this crap. It went like three days swollen before I like said anything. Then they put a cast on it and they're like, you can't swim anymore with it. And I still swim and I got in trouble. Like anyway, long story short, (laughs) it sucked. But I came home to Corpus like for Christmas or something uh, for like their vacation or whatever, like time off, your two weeks off. So I come to Corpus and it's like we're at my buddy's ranch and I have this cast that I'm like drinking and we're like we're like shooting bottle rockets out of beers. Yeah. And I was like, I could totally shoot a bottle rocket out of these my cast. And there was I mean if there was no girls there, like I think a lot of times in my life I'd probably not have gotten hurt. It was Did just we just become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> if there was just dudes there, like a lot of the stuff I would have done, I mean, yeah, because I'm like super competitive, but like there's always I'll take it to another level, I feel. Yeah. If there's like somebody girl there you're trying to impress. Anyway, and uh I put a bottle rocket in a cast and I was like, this is a great idea. Yeah. And I was shooting them and then like we we're young, so alcohol is involved, I'm sure. So I'm shooting bottle rockets out of my cast, and it was like almost felt like Iron Man or something yeah. cheesy. You're like yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, dude, you're like explosives. rockets. You're yeah. like, yes. Well, I was an idiot. Obviously, shooting bottle rockets out of a cast, I don't recommend it. And inside of a cast is all cotton. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make that connection. And the rocket spun weird on one of them when I was shooting it. Like, I tried to turn my arm. And the sparks went into the cast and caught the inside oh, of the cast on fire. Shit. So yeah, so I put out a flaming. It didn't get too fast. I mean, it burned pretty fast because it's cotton. So, but I put a beer in there. So I had burned skin, a stinky burnt cast. Yeah. And I had to fly back to Chicago with it and have them replace it. They're like, "What? What the? are you doing, son?" <laughs> yeah, like what happened. But I didn't get in trouble for some reason. But anyway. Too funny. So that was my only broken. When I was like, I'm going to have a cool broken arm yeah. and get cool signatures. No, I just melted it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, and sir, I try to surf with it. Oh, yeah. That's tough. Salt water in a cast. Oh, just rotten. Stinks, dude, it smells dude. like. Yeah, death. You know what it smells like. Oh, man. Out of hand. <laughs> anyway. Too funny. Well, for our listeners who just chime in and hear the bear chime in uh that's our other buddy who's working the podcast and uh russell is his name so you'll hear him chime in every now and then and we're just catching up after hurricane hannah and uh we lost a podcast because of uh, some electrical stuff that happened but we're back and we're doing it again and yeah having a good time doing it that last podcast was really good we recorded in the damn Hannah. Yeah, it was the funniest thing and just something glitched in, so we couldn't put it out to our listeners. So we're yeah. doing another one and having just as much fun. So glad that everybody's chiming in. Our numbers are up, so keep spreading the love and aloha. And yeah, exactly. Keep us employed. That'd be great. 
<laughs> pay for some casts. We're looking at the, what's it called? We try to listen to the podcast from the other day and it sounded like robots were trying to communicate with us. And it's like, it's like, do we a racist? Is there a hidden message in this? Or we just drop our own techno album. Oh, I know. It's sick. We just cut it, remix it. Sell it to Chicago. Chicago. There's like all these raves going on. Oh, shit. No, can you imagine though, like, say that was like, I mean, uh, oh, NASA just came out and said there's aliens, so it's not like we're crazy if we're saying that. Can you imagine we put out that podcast and it was like, there's that was an alien communicating yeah. with us, and we transmitted it back out, and all of a sudden, like, swore. I mean, because every month, I mean, we've had COVID, son of a bitch, but like all this stuff happening, like, might as well, might bring, as well bring on the aliens. Well, now going. they're like, we don't want no COVID up in our joint, dude. Yeah, that, <laughs> maybe that's just keeping the aliens. Mars is pretty sweet without you. There's a whole like battalion of spaceships outside of Earth, like, whatever deal and they're just like waiting like damn it as soon as that covid hills are coming in damn there's <laughs> some dirty humans man dirty humans Shit. uh i'm so dude speaking of covid i'm really bummed I'm supposed to go to mexico next week mm. and it's my mom's 60th and all i can think about is like tarpon fishing uh, like, she's like oh because she lives down there full time because it's not your mom's birthday is Tarpon fishing. I mean, yeah, it's her birthday. I mean, oh shit, my mom listens to this. <laughs> no, it's just on the tarpon skate. Ixnay on the tarpon skate. Uh, I don't want to catch any up. fish, mom. I'm just no, but like I love I, you. I, I love you. So. But she told me she's like, hey, you need to bring because she's in Max full time, and they don't have like all the stuff we do here. Obviously. Yeah, sure. But she's like, oh, can you get me this like certain lotion or this sure. certain whatever? And you're like, no, I can't. She's yeah. like, but she expects me to because like it's her birthday. You're like, oh yeah, but I'm like, man, I told her I was like, mom, I'm not even packing undies. Yeah, like, we're showing up. I'm just putting every all fly. It's all flies, like fly tying gear, fishing yeah. gear. She's like, well, what about hang? I'm like, I'll hang out in the evening, like fishing in the morning, and then from like noon to like four o'clock, I'll hang out with you guys, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna be tarpon fishing again. But then now it looks like. None of it to go. That's what I get for being an asshole. You should have focused on your mother instead of your own I do fly focus. fishing addiction. I do focus. I love my mom. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just it's, making it's just a myself. perk. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bonus. <laughs> it's like, hey, but my mom gets to spend time with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on her birthday. On her, I'm her, like, firstborn. Don't you want to come and see what son. I do and how good I am at fly fishing? <laughs> she comes down here and she'd rather just hang out. Like, yeah. She loves it, Max. Like, loves Max. I would too, though. I mean, yeah, I love Mexico. It's awesome, man. If I was turning 60, I would definitely be in Mexico full time. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it there. And there's some good waves and good people and mm-hmm. cheap some, food. Yeah, good. good yeah. Stuff. Oh, man. The goat cheese. I'm all about that, dude. Yeah. It's, it's healthier, too, man. Mm-hmm. It's like living around, like you've been all over the world. Like you were talking about, that podcast got a race was about his time in Ecuador. Or El- Ecuador, Ecuador right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talking about all that, but it's like, I was thinking about it afterwards. And it's like, man, you go all over the world and like the food's healthier. Mm. It's so weird. Like That's when you weird. have Gatorade in Portugal, it's like, it's orange juice and water. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like whatever's in our Gator. Yeah, totally. No, it's night and day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just weird. But same thing in Mexico, the food's so much healthier. I lose weight anywhere I go. Yeah. Anytime uh, Spain spent a month, ate way more than I ate here. I lost like mm. 15 pounds just from eating their food. That's an amazing part of the world. Like that whole area, the food is so good. And the people are, it's weird though, because the people are so little. Like I remember we'd go and buy like a shirt to go out because we had to go like eat dinner with the president of Portugal. And that's, that's me name dropping right there, by the way. <laughs> and uh, we'd go <laughs> put uh, like a dress shirt on. And be like, oh, I want to get something different than what we brought. Because we're wearing the same. You're there for a month. Yeah, like yeah, You yeah. only have enough dress shirts. You know what I mean? So I bought one. And I put it on. It's like extra, extra large. And I could like, if I went like that, I would Hulk rip that shirt. Yeah. I feel like, uh, what was that? Hulk Hogan. We were like, oh. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? That's you could best. totally rip it. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. But yeah. I'd like to get a shirt like that. I know. It makes you feel good. Like, if you get a shirt that's just too small one time, like our buddy Jesse has, you could just, like, really just, like, flex and, like, rip your shirt and uh, make you feel pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Ladies, you should do it, too. <laughs> I don't think you could do it like a yoga shirt, though. I think yoga shirts don't rip. They do, like, a... We got to have a competition, man. Bring them in here and be like, all right. Everybody start Everybody. getting the smallest shirt. Yeah, start getting small. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we're the Howard Stern show. <laughs> I think they did a Howard Stern. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they do. Really? Yeah. Sure. Uh, they bring it. porn stars in all the time. They mm-hmm. do. It's yeah. That show is gone. Really? Yeah. And that's so weird. It's like, man, I bet he's like, I was the original podcast guy, but he wasn't. No, he's radio. Oh, I know. Shot, but he was like I mean. digital radio. He's like he turned into what's the Mori Povich? What are those? Uh, Jerry Jerry uh, Springer. He's like a Jerry Springer of radio. Yeah, oh, that's in sucks. a way. Yeah, he got. I mean, that. he he's a he's he, had, he's a brilliant guy. He he is very smart, but yeah, no, he definitely turned his radio show into more of like. What can we do? In the oh studio yeah, yeah. And, Let's get know. these. Yeah, man, the yeah. Jerry Springer stuff was out of hand towards the end. I'm Jeez. sure it's still going, but no way. Can I'm you just like, is there still that much white trash around? How many times have you been on the Jerry Springer show? <laughs> <laughs> I declined those two times, and they stopped asking. Can you imagine? You like sit there and you show up to the Jerry Springer show, like you're like, hey. You have to know, right? You gotta know. We had people from Corpus on it. Uh-uh. They they name drop Corpus. Damn. God. Yeah. It's probably that rapper bluff? that has that song. Uh, it's Corpus, Corpus yeah. Christi. <laughs> and he got like Let's seven girls Let's get that guy pregnant. in here, dude. Oh, dude, is that guy still alive? I don't know. Maybe. Where are they now? Where are they now? <laughs> Under the bridge. There's this rapper. Was he white? Yeah, hell yeah, he was, dude. The why that guy that was like the Corpus, uh, Corpus Christi. I don't know. That video was you. It that was, was so the worst. Pix- so pixelated, you no. can't even tell what they are. He has to be white, dude. Yeah, that was yeah, the worst rap just, song yeah. ever. I remember being in California and seeing that somewhere. Yeah. Like, what the hell's going on in my town? I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I was somewhere else, though, too, and I heard that. And I was like, oh, shit, that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> please but, like, don't, don't. Please don't let out. this go viral. Yeah, and it shit, did. Like, it did. It, <laughs> I think I was in Cali, too. We are sitting there going, like... Oh shit! <laughs> it's my white trash brethren. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, too funny, dude. Speaking of crazy, mm. what else is going on lately? Well, so I mean, Hannah happened. Yeah, yeah, Hannah was tough. Um, we survived. Nothing. I mean, they, they're talking. About, I guess they're looking at it as far as like the engineering side of it to see what they can do about Bob Hall Pier. So that's good. But yeah, had, we lost the whole pier. That was kind of a bummer. The whole pier? Well, the T, which defines kind of what the wave is going to do, directionally speaking of which way the waves come. That T has a lot to do with putting sandbars in there, and then the waves will work off those sandbars. So if you were to, let's say, drop the T straight into the water, then you've got a reef right under the pier that's not allowing water to... When the waves come through the pier, they kind of clean up a hair. Yeah. And depending on the wave direction. But if you just had that blockage sitting at the bottom, then you're going to create more of a sandbar. And then, you know, it can go either way. It can go really shallow or it can go really deep and mess it up. So we don't know the effects yet. So it's just interesting to see what happens and then how quickly they deal with it. But didn't have an Ivan too. It got pretty destroyed. Not I, like this. Not like this. See, I thought I mean, it did. I thought all those concrete blocks were like thrown in the water. No, there's a few. No, destroyed. they're made. They're made. They're big blocks. As Huge big, blocks. As big as this bowling alley table that we are working off of. And what happens is the waves hit from underneath them and they're allowed to move and shift off. Oh, and they're supposed just, to come Yeah, off. they're supposed to move. So it doesn't destroy the Roger, stru- substructure. Yeah, got yeah. you. And so, well, that makes sense. So that happens every hurricane, and then they just go in there, and there are holes in there, and they put the things and pick them up. And so, But this one's bust up, and that was what's crazy is we had electricity at my house, and I was, like I said, I was watching the Windy app and watching the hurricane come through and actually seeing all the wind direction at once. I know, that's wild. It right? was crazy, dude. And then I had the live camera of the, of the pier on, and a buddy brought it to my attention, and I was like, oh, now I remember the specific time the pier went down. There you had this white squall come through, a white wall. You could just see it. Of rain? Of rain, rain yeah, coming. And the waves were already maxing over the pier. Like The biggest I'd seen it really smashed, but... We really haven't had uh, a camera on the pier during big, big storms. So I was like, I was mesmerized. Like I said, I was watching the wet, the wind and what this was doing and that. You know, this is what I do for a living is just watch weather and mm-hmm. surf. And so you could see this white wall of squall approaching the pier. And then 
eight minutes later, literally, you know, pretty quick, I could see it past my house. And I was like, whoa, that was pretty intense from it going from the island to in town. Yeah, that's pretty fast. Yeah, and so that, that squall hung out for like 30 minutes or so. And then once it dissipated, I did a double take. I looked at the camera. I'm like, what? That's what? Like, there's no pier, dude. There's no tea. Like, and so you could see it. Like, boom, it happened. Like, I can't believe it all went down. It all went down at once. It wasn't like, oh, okay, this was teetering and this part started to break. It was just, boom, dropped the whole project. Like, you just took chainsaws to it or something. Wow. Like, wow, man. It was, I, it must have been a lot more water moving. <clears throat> and that's what sucks is like the beach is closed right now. Like, yeah. so people can't even go out there and look at it. Like, you would, yeah. see, that's why I was like, man, I'd love to go. Usually, after a hurricane, I'll go drive the beach. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't even do that right now because of the whole yeah. beach closure deal. And it's supposed to be, I mean, tomorrow's the, is tomorrow the first? Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to open, open but, it but they just said open? they, I saw something about an hour ago that says they're going to prolong the opening. I mean, that would make sense because there's debris everywhere. Because this time we got, sure, which this we talked about last time, we got the uh, storm surge, which last. Well, I think you should open all the beaches except for the pier. I think the yeah. pier, yeah, there's there's rubble and stuff around there that needs to be accounted for, and the road got messed up, I think. Um, yeah, but how do you take away, uh, like, a, a resource that we have here? I mean, it'd be like if they took – see, if I, I don't surf anymore, but if I did, it'd be furious right now. Oh, I'm It's like furious. you can't even get to the beach, like, no. to surf, like, do anything. And that's well, like, that's walk. your elite – yeah, but that's a long that's a long walk, and you're only limited to certain breaks because all our beaches are drivable. Sure. And there's very – we have it set up where there's very limited parking and very few places to park here to sure. surf. And they pigeonholed it a lot. Yeah. So, so how do you have people that – fish for food on the jetties there's families that do that and then there's people that surf and there's like people that go to the beach for just like a release at work all week and they've taken that away and it's kind of i think it's kind of heinous it's like when they start taking away boat ramp stuff and it's just like i don't know no the boat ramp thing was weird all this is weird i think it all is weird i think things are going wrong i I think there's lots of things they're not doing right um, I, I know there's a Facebook group that just started. I saw that today for our beach rights and stuff of that nature, and I get it. And I said, man, I you know, besides Cliff Schlebach and Ellis Pickett and a couple other people, there's never been, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a voice of our beach. You know, it's you know a bunch of fishermen that get fired up. And then, you surf ride every once yeah, in a while, but you know, still, yeah, I mean, it's like the CCA. Yeah. There's a, it's like to a point limited. Sure. And so you just got, you know, I think every couple of years you got to re-rattle some cans and stuff like that. So I think this is a good start. And I said, I'm not, I just kind of been doing my own thing, you know, like, unfortunately I haven't given up, but I'm just like, well, let me go handle my own business. And yeah, you know, I'll surf when the surf really gets good and bitch and moan when I can't get there. What's it look like (laughs) right now? Uh, it looks all right. It's cleaning up a little bit. Um, I guess the boys had some waves on Sunday, and my buddy Quizzo got some shots and stuff. And uh, I just, like I said, I had some stuff at the ranch I not, had to knock out. And and I'd surfed the day bef- of Hannah. Well, oh, how was that? Uh, the day before, I guess it was. And Friday. it was fun. Yeah, it was super fun. You know, we got a couple barrels and clean and glassy. And I got one really good barrel early in the morning with the pure light still on so the barrel gets illuminated from oh, that's the lights. Super cool, yeah, yeah, which we don't really get here a no. lot, you know. In California you can do it. You can sneak out super early and get some barrel lit. Yeah, oceanside all the time. Hit totally the pier early totally. morning, like you're like get the pure light before the yeah. sun comes up and you're like, yes. Totally. But here that's rare that rare. we get barrels and, and good conditions in the morning. You know, we usually have what we call a morning sickness in Corpus, I feel like, when we have hurricanes and swells. Because there's so much moisture going on mm-hmm. all the time. Same thing in Hawaii. Like you have a morning sickness of two hours until the sun gets on it and burns that off. Yep. And then the waves really start to shape and hollow out more and more. Um, don't get me wrong. You'll get some gems and hollow points early. But, uh, you know, just kind of that's yeah, kind of the When the earth warms up on that section, it, cha- it cha- definitely change. You can tell that in Cali. Like, mm-hmm. places, and then Costa Rica, sometimes I saw that where, like, when it warmed up, the surf completely change and that's what sailing to fishing every yeah i mean same kind of thing though when you see when the earth starts warming up not the earth you know what i mean sure how it will change same thing with the bass this week like i could tell like 
you know, the, the bite was supposed to be from eight to 10 and you're like, what? And then like, you'd be fishing early, early. Cause I wanted to start fishing early before eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They wouldn't touch. hit. <laughs> but once that water and that sun got on them, <clears throat> uh, then they started popping off. And like I said, it was from eight to 10. Is that you going off like the solar lunar yeah. tables? Another guy, this guy, fly fishing guy, this guy Kenjo, he does that a lot. He mm-hmm. really pays attention to the solar lunar tables, and uh, that's pretty good with that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I've I've had it nail it before, and I've also had it like what? Yeah, that's some worse shit. Yeah, that's my <laughs> thing. It's like, man, if I'm, I can't go off of that. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's like if you're out every day, it's like, sure. man, I can't tell somebody like, oh, there's not going to be a single fish caught between this Roger. time and this hour. Today's not going to catch any fish. Yeah. Like, because you just never know. Like, hey, you can't you can't book a trip that way. Like, yeah, nope, the mo- piece of paper death. says no. Yeah, <laughs> start. And death. they will hit. Like you said, that's what's funny is I kind of write it down, and I think as a fisherman or hunter or something, you you do have a journal and you start writing these things down that's how you learn my good friend sean sean collins who started surfline that's what he did he sat up on top of his roof and wrote down every day little things and uh out of like san clemente or where? uh it was Here. in seal beach california oh yeah <laughs> man cool and he did he sat up on his roof and watched conditions marked it down in his little book i saw his books i was i got to travel with him a couple times to mexico and with sonny miller and Unfortunately, both those guys have passed away now, but they they taught me a lot about traveling and, and chasing waves and, and what, you know, and Sean was one of those guys who was like, if you want to learn, I'll tell you everything I know. The dude from Surfline died? Yeah, yeah, years ago. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, he had a heart attack. and But he yeah. was one of the guys who, if you were friends with him, he would tell you everything he knew if you listened. But the second he saw you weren't listening, clam up. You're yeah. done, son. And so I'd always just sit there like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I then knew that's like. Yeah, it's awesome. And and so my point being is I, I have been keeping these journals and looking at lunars and, and things I've learned from fishing these different spots. Like I said, I've been surfing my whole life. And so to be back in Texas and, and being a fisherman and hunter, I've really taken it serious, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to be able to, you know, guide my, my clients as well and. And get them into the fish and, and have a good time, you know. But like I said, there's times I'm like, ooh, I caught those two fish on the minor. That was the minor. <laughs> <laughs> Mark that shit down. <laughs> that's like me all like, I think I have. And that's the thing. It's like, to me, fly fishing is like women. As soon as I think I get it figured out. Yeah. Oh, it changes. Yeah, that's, like, that's and I'm like windy. There. Yeah, I'm like sitting there and I'm like. Okay, we have a high tide. It's falling off. I'm going to fish this edge. Like, this is where the fish are. Mm-hmm. And I'll hit it, like, every single day and crush it on my idea. And I'm like, yes. So the next time I see that, I'm like, I'm just going to reproduce that. Yeah. And then, like, there's a, something's changed. The the sun or the moon is different than the tide that time than it was previously. And it's like snake eyes. Yeah, like, dude, don't that's you're, that's like, you're like, oh. You got the wrong number, son. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, worst day on the water was like 22 fly changes. Yeah. And it's like noon. I've changed the fly like 22 times. Mm-hmm. And the fish are just like not eating. Yeah. And I take pride in that. It's like really frustrating as a guide. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I have an ego. I mean, yeah. everybody's got it. Like yeah, anybody sure. in that that makes a living off their skill as an ego to some degree. And, uh. Yeah, at that point, I'm just like, what's the point of this shit? But like, oh, hey, man, if, if you think 22 flies got rejected yeah. and you want to throw another Dude, 22, totally. let's do it. Good. And the guy's I, down on it, yeah. and you're like, it could change maybe, no, but you, I don't. it's you, not changing. You hit the nail on the head because that's what I just did at the pond the other day with all <laughs> my research. And I I have all my grandfather's lures, and I changed so many damn lures. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, just hit it. And then I put on a worm, and that's when I hit those two minor ones. I was like, oh, shut the front door, dude. (laughs) (laughs) The two minors love that worm, god dang. Maybe I just, they got pissed or something, but. It's weird that, like, yeah, you, and then when it works, you're like, oh, hell. And every time. Yeah. Every time. We had a, I had a rough day the other day on the water where I had a really seasoned angler guy that's been fly fishing for a while, knew what's up, makes accurate casts. I wasn't worried about him at all. And he had a buddy on the boat that was kind of new to it, and he's kind of introducing it to him, which is really actually random that I get. Usually a guy that's experienced is like, I'm taking the bow. It's just me and you all day. 
none of my buddies can have this space. And that, that's cool and all. But it's always fun when the guy brings like a new guy. And then, too, you could find out like when it's two guys that grew up together, like if me and Russell or Bear or whatever, we fish together, like somebody else would pick up our dynamic and sure. play off it. And I try to play off that dynamic. But we were, we cornered this redfish into this little creek mouth and it, it was back up in there. He refused like five shots with a fly and the guy keeps like slapping it down towards the fish. And I'm already like spinning the boat like this fish isn't eating. Yeah. And the dude's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, you're wasting your time. That fish isn't going to yeah. eat. He's already full. Yeah. And he slaps it down for like the 200th time on the exact same fish. And it came up and ate. And I was shit. like, oh, shit. <laughs> it blew my mind. Just ex- yeah. like when you say like that moment where your mind explodes, my mind exploded. I was like. That fish was doing everything he could to get the hell away from us. Yeah. He felt us there. He felt the boat somehow. Mm-hmm. The negative vibes from all of us. Everybody all eggy. Yeah, get on there. Yeah, his yeah, buddy's just like, the dude, stop wasting your time. And he's like, screw you, dude. And then, mm-hmm. like, hooks up. And you're shit. like, oh, shit. And then he's got his trophy. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, I even <laughs> told him at the end. It's like, man, as a guy, you're like, dude, uh, I was wrong. Yeah. Like, I even told you like seven casts before that one, like we dude, that leaving. fish. Yeah, I was like, yeah. dude, that fish ain't gonna eat. And you're like, oh yeah. no, he'll eat. And he ends up eating out of anger. You're like, yeah. damn, you lucky bastard. That's funny, dude. And I think it is out of anger sometimes. You just <laughs> keep approaching that he gets so pissed and he just hits. Like, you know, we were talking about, and, and that's what I'm trying to teach my nephews. You know, when he was here, when I was telling you, like. We were sitting on the pond and they wouldn't hit anything except for these dragonflies. And I never seen so many bass at the top of the pond just coming smash. out. Yeah, just smashing the dragonflies. And that was the only thing they were eating. And you're just like, I just turned to them and be like, we don't have any dragonflies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chalk this on up for the fish. Yeah, it's like learn how to tie a dragonfly yeah. fl- pattern totally. fly or get some dragonflies. Or we go catch these buggers right now. Yeah, do they have dragonfly pattern? I mean, not, yeah, you know, I just so ordered have- a bunch. Fly, they have dragonfly patterns, but like art, like uh, like spinning gear. Can you buy like a? No, I haven't seen any, dude. dude. That's what's crazy. They got frogs, they got chipmunks, they got rats, they sea got turtle. They have everything. everything. Baby ducklings, baby ducklings, everything, but no, no dragonflies. dragonflies. Hey, don't you steal our ideas? Trademarks.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Me and John are like, what if we create a dragonfly in soft plastic and it's like we're billionaires? Like, Google that. That is, man. Like I said, I I took photos of him. This is my dragonfly that I'm looking at right here. Oh, yeah, the blue damselfly. Shut up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great fly pattern. I mean, that's uh, from Africa. Yeah. That's a kudu. (laughs) Speaking of buddy stuff, I was talking to a buddy, I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday, and he was talking about first hunts. Like, Mm -hmm. all my first hunt was a button buck. And, like, I I thought it was a doe. I shot it as a small button buck. I was like, oh, man. And I was with my, I was married at the time. So my follow on was there, and he's like, oh, man, you shot this button buck. He's like, you could tag it as a doe. And I was like, oh, no, you said buck. I'm using yeah. a buck tag. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm wasting my buck tag. Yeah, so then, well, at the time, I would have wasted it. I was, like, new to hunting. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, hell yeah. But then we were talking about how we saw, I saw this drop time, like, three-legged deer. This, like, deer would kept early morning. I was hunting, and this, like, three-legged deer walked by. And it had way outside the ears drop time like one whole side is basically rotated down so mm. like eight drop tines on one side is what it Sick. was i've seen those. it was ridiculous yeah. looking like something you would never see and i looked at it and i was worried if i shot it all my buddies would be like yeah but he was three-legged like he shot it like <laughs> oh, the shit. weakest yeah. of the deer in the field like all the other deer had four legs yeah, yeah. and you shot the Way one to go, jerk with three legs yeah. and i was like uh so I was sitting there t- and I told my buddy's mom about it. My buddy Philip and his mom, and she was just like, "Oh, that deer doesn't exist." Because she's out there. She yeah. lives, she may, she doesn't live at the ranch, but she's there all yeah. the time, especially she's during like, hunting season. Yeah, she's like, "I've never seen that deer," and I'm like, "No, I'm telling you, mom, it's here. Like, yeah. this is the deer. I saw him hobbling." Yeah. So 
she raised the BS flag on it. And like two weeks later, she sees that deer. I think when she was hunting, she couldn't pull the trigger either. <laughs> I think the same thought process that happened to me happened where it was like. You shot the slowest one. You shot the slowest one. <laughs> and your buddies would give you shit for it. But the point I was making with that was like a buddy was talking about a buddy of his son's first deer. And the guy like put his son in a deer stand that he saw a bunch of does like spot like a really good stand good hunting area and he puts his son in there and it's like opening day and he's like if anything comes out you just like you hammer. can't you hammer yeah. it like yeah. you can't go wrong he was like a young kid like 13 the dad leaves he goes to his stand he's sitting there and he hears the gunshot and he waits and he waits and he waits and he comes back and his son's like I got him dad I got him and he's like, yeah, he goes over there. It was a 230-class deer, double drop tie. What? That's the kid's first deer at, like, 13. You're ruined. Like, you're done, son. You're done, dude. Like, Hang it up. And he says that he, the, he won't shoot. He, like, looks at a deer, and he's like, but it's not that one. It's like, not that one. Dude, I, if I had wow. that come out, can you imagine? Wow, that's crazy because I was really taught to start – at your does and, and work you, your way yeah up. spikes and you then move on up eight points ten pointer you know and so you're not and, ruined yeah and and it was like i said last year i went out with joey farah and and uh, and kathy and we had time in my life and i took two beautiful big bucks and i said that was a pinnacle of my hunting career like wow this is so beautiful and and so appreciative of what was happening the year before i took a beautiful eight point at my other friend's house and and uh, so you do appreciate it. And not, like I said, man, I, I couldn't even imagine dropping a beast like that early. I like, I like, shit. I, I've never got anything with one drop time let a bolt. Yeah. To, like, I haven't even is, seen a drop time, dude. saw like, that one time at my buddy's place, that multiple, mm -hmm. and then one other at another place. And it was like, if you see this one with a drop time, it's off limits. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. And you like saw it and you're like, damn it. Dang. Like, if I shot it, is it worth it? But it's like, man. Yeah. Uh, is it worth getting kicked off? Is it worth pissing <laughs> not, a homie off? Not like, being ass back. <laughs> and then you're just talking about a ranch, man. Like, that's my favorite place to hunt, too. The one you were just saying at Will. It's like, man. Yeah. Dude, that place is the most. Oh, that's why I got my uh, three-bearded uh, Tom at. Oh, shoot. Yeah, it was Oh, him. shit. And that was funny. I was hunting with him. Me and him were hunting hard this year. And he has these like little ground blinds, like mm -hmm. out of like wire and um, like a camouflage for his bows. Yeah, yeah for bow, all yeah, bow blind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were going early. I, we spent the night. You get up early morning, and he's like, "Hey, man, you get up? Mind getting up super early, like an hour, hour or two before sunrise?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" He's like, "They'll bed down right next to mm. the blind in this field." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll get there early." Because we'll do like turkey or a pig. Like mm -hmm. I'll just shoot either one. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like I had never gotten a turkey with my bow, so I was really kind of like this is like our fifth or sixth day doing it, and I get in the blind and I'm like sitting there. Oh no, no, no! Let me backtrack. We're going to the blind in a, like a golf cart or something early morning at Kubota. Yeah, yeah. Deal, a mule, and on the way he's like, "Oh hey, just so you know." The pigs will sleep right next to that blind. Shit. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, and I was like. Inside the blind? <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a ground blind. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, there's nothing that would keep yeah. a pig out of there. The way Ooh. these are set up, they're like, they're, I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, he's like, they'll sleep right next to the blind. Mm. He's like, there's wild pigs everywhere. And I was like, what? He's like, you cool with that? And it's like, you're already on your way. Yeah, are you cool with that? Dude, it's <laughs> like, it's your homie. You don't want to be a wuss. Yeah, yeah. God, he probably is going to hear this and be like, dude, you're being a total wuss. But he was like, do you care? I was like, no. And he's like, cool. He's like, you have to go all the way down this road, take a right, go all the way down that road, take a left, and that blind's right there. And I was like, oh. And he's like, yeah, the golf cart will scare him. And I was like, oh, will it? And I was like, okay. So, like, just, yeah, so I'm like sitting there walking. It takes me like 30 minutes or 20 minutes to get to the blind. And in my head the whole time, I'm like, oh, shit. It's yeah. super dark. And you can't use a headlamp. And I mean, I'm used to that from the military. But it's been a long time. We're taking yeah. like 15 years having to walk around. Mm -hmm. And a deal. And wild pigs are a lot different in the brush versus Afghanis or Af yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the sand. Yeah, sure. So like I can see a little bit visibility is a little bit better but anyway so 
as soon as I see the little blind, there's like a worn away area where the pigs do sleep. Dang. And I was like, and it would, that sandy area was, it was glowing from the moonlight. And I was like, please don't see a pig. Yeah, please and don't I like tiptoed to the blind and I got in there and I was like, oh, I can relax. Yeah, yeah. But my sphincter muscle and my fear factor was like, do the root. Like, yeah. Because a wild pig is no, I mean, you know, yeah, it's that, no joke. No way, dude. I, I, I shot a, a big one the other day that was just in a, a in the pond that made himself a little slough. And you're just like, good Lord. It, I shot him with my pistol because it took him a while to get up out of the mud. He's like, <laughs> what, bud? You woke me up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the afternoon slip. Yeah, uh, dude. He was, he was passed out, dude. He was like, what's happening? And I was like, <laughs> oh, death comes ripping. But, uh <laughs> But yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy, man. I've seen those big old ones. Like you said, the Russian boars will turn and burn on you. They're not gonna run, you know. Yeah, and that's what they have a lot. I think, especially yeah. this part of Texas, you've yeah. been there. You mean they have a, a large assortment of pigs variety? I think here mm-hmm. from farm pigs breeding with wild pigs, and excuse me, the Russian boars, and yeah, I mean, that's- you just never know what you're getting into. Shoot, never dull day, you know. Like, and but then, like I said, I'll go and check my pig trap, and you'll have nothing. Sometimes you're like, "What? What just happened?" And then all of a sudden, they'll just mob up and take it over for the a week. You're like, "Shit!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And little piglet legs sticking out of a trap. Yeah. They're so stuffed in there. Like, yeah. Oh man, what are we gonna do with this? But I did see some deer moving and grooving yesterday morning. It was nice. I got one young buck in velvet and he was running with three young girls out oh, in front really? of the house yeah it was cool just like oh yeah you guys go hang out well they're playing you know it's like you can't even make it up like they're really playing out in the field you know it's mm-hmm. like they'll skip through stuff they're not just walking you can tell they're kind of teenagers you know like oh yeah kicking their heels up and stuff and you're like yeah that's kind of just the beauty of being out in the woods and just enjoying it all and like i said i get to spend a lot of time this year which is kind of my first summer being in properties, you know, and watching everything through the summer months, you know, spring, summer, fall, and winter, four totally different totally things different. here, dude. Summer, summer's my, it's hotter than hell, but it's my favorite time at the mm-hmm. ranch because you see stuff that like will help you during hunting season. Yeah. You'll see it now. Yeah. I mean, like in two months, that playing is going to end. Oh like, yeah. I was yeah. like, dude, I was like that playful, uh-uh. like that changes like, into yeah because october what mm-hmm. month is this now yeah Man, like, we got two or three months we're coming right up that's what's crazy i'm like whoa i'm cutting all these fields right now because i'm like man it's time to boogie real quick real quick oh man that's gonna be an interesting podcast when we're all hunting and yeah. <laughs> that's all i was like uh, we have to keep on sundays otherwise i'll just be like like, but no we have a mobile can device? we telephone this yeah in? can we we're... bring it out to the ranch and do live john's ones the telephoning ranch? in yeah <laughs> it'll just be me sitting here with three phones i'm covered in blood <laughs> <laughs> john you gotta see the size of this sob oh, i know you gotta God. see the size of this <laughs> everybody get out here now <laughs> are the kids still in town or they take off? No, they took off, and uh, they had a good time, man. They're super pumped. And, and uh, like I said, my dad and I worked on one of the turkey mounts for my nephew, which is beautiful, man. I was so pumped. Like, I don't have a turkey mount, a turkey fan mount, but it's this backboard you could buy, and uh, then you mount the, t- the, the turkey fan behind it. The fan is the tail feathers. That is your part of your trophy as long, along with the beard. And you see not to interrupt you, you put them in there individually? No, no, you can cut them off at the base and then you let it hang for a while and then all the, you know, everything kind of works on it oh. for a little bit. How you do can you put use, it on the fan thing? Though? Well, you can use borax, you know, and oh, that'll, yeah, that'll yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. pull that, any kind of meat and, yeah. and, and stuff off of that project. And then what happens is there's a piece of wood and you unscrew it and then you put the fan in between the backboard and the front board. And then you rescrew it, and it compresses the fan, oh. and so it holds it there, perfect. And it's really bitching. Like I said, it takes up a lot of bit of room when you wall. Where'd you get that? Uh, what is it? Uh, not Van Gogh's. I forget the name of my taxidermy stuff. Um, That's interesting because, like, I had that three bearded Tom. And I don't know what to do with it. Boom, son. Oh, wow. That looks awesome. Ain't it beautiful? My dad. You made that? Yeah, my dad and I got to work on that together, and I was so How did I not do? When did you post that? 
today? Uh, no, like a week ago. Oh man, that is awesome. Ain't man, it and you, so you can hang. You your, could order that wood mount. Yeah, like that. and you can hang your shotgun shells there that you took him with, and then the spurs and the beard. You know, from there. And you can, you know, once you have that fan going, then you can add all your other beards from other turkeys. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or replace it if you get a bigger fan, you know. Because I was going to get a flying mount, like wall mount. Ooh, I and, think, I, and I looked at it and I was like, dude, the wingspan they're on massive, thing yeah. like seven to nine feet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what am I going to do with it? Take up a whole wall. Like, uh, it does take up a whole wall. How do you lose a girlfriend or not get a girlfriend? Yeah. You have a full size turkey mount on your wall. Cause it See? sticks out what? Three and a half feet, four foot. Yeah. And then has like a seven foot wingspan. Like that's an elk head on your wall. Yeah. No, it's all uh, in. That's all in. We lived in this mansion in San Clemente at the 420 house. It was literally a 420 Casador. So it was the 420 hunters. And, uh, we had this, it was a rundown mansion, one of the first tw- 10, 15 houses in San Clemente. And oh, so, shit. Yeah, it was badass. That's my favorite spot, Cali. Yeah, it was me and Gretchen Blyler, Susie Flores, Steve Agnew. Like, it was bitch and pad, dude. Like, everybody kind of moved through there. And, uh, but I had some deer mounts. And, like, you talk about girls coming in the room, like, from California, and they're not used to seeing deer mounts yeah. on walls. They're like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> so you got to get the ass mounted. Yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, no, but you did. You have the head on one side, and the ass on the other side of the wall. So like when they walk around, you're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> no, this beautiful creature. Look at the, look at this white tail. Yeah. Look, at, look at this white tail. Head. I'm not giving up hams. Oh, I'm not giving up hams for a mount. Dude, no way, dude. <laughs> no that's way. the funniest. Like, it's so disrespectful, I think, but funny at the same time. You're like, you gotta just laugh, you know. And there's some good mounts like that. When I was a kid, we took a we had a deer mount in our living room, and I basically grew up in a bachelor pad. It was just like my dad, my brother, and me, and uh, it was just. Yeah, bachelor pad. And we had a white tail mount on the wall, and I got one of those like green see through poker playing hats. You know, like yeah, old yeah, school. Yeah, dude. And put sunglasses on it, put the hat, the visor on it. Some Mardi Gras beads. And like a pipe or a <laughs> cigarette. It didn't actually, it did have Mardi Gras yeah. beads. Oh, yeah, but we'd yeah. hang him like on the antlers, like he'd been partying, and like, then like a cigarette in his mouth. Like you bend the legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that late night breakfast. <laughs> Coming Shit. to the floor. <laughs> Candy. Candy. We'd be really bad at that job. Man, I'd get good. You would? I would put in the work. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like create a persona though. I think if you're going to be like the DJ at a... Well, I'd have one of those green visors, bro. Green visors? (laughs) Hunter S. Thompson the hell out of it. Cigarette with that long Krilla DeVille type filter system in it. All the way from Dallas, Texas. All the way from Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Making her debut. That'd be terrible to announce debuts. (laughs) Welcome to hell. (laughs) Or the jungle. (laughs) Uh, Well, meet us back next week for this jungle slash hell slash fun that we keep doing. And glad for our listeners to chime in. Great catching up with you, bro. It's good to see you. Thanks for the swag. You know, our buddy Bryce Bunting hooks us up with hats and stickers and yeah and always stop by the barn and pick up some beers on the way here and talk shit dude i love the barn i love the barn yeah. roland's the man yeah i, I went the other day and i had my mask on he's like i asked him for something he's like yeah he's you like, know you're in a barn yeah no, nobody said something like i don't know you and i just kind of like looked at him like you're like twice a week, bro. I do know you, but I just have a mask on. It's like I'm the only dude. There's probably what two forerunners that look like mine in this whole yeah, town, yeah, yeah. and only one of them with a missile tube on top of it. So That's too funny. Anyway, but yeah, we definitely have like really good friends in this town. Yeah, we have good people, and that's why we're doing this for you guys, for us, for everybody. Have a good time, and enjoy the wild bend that we live in. Yeah. Well, dude, have a good one, man. Solid. And, uh, this weekend should be fun. Yeah, let's keep, <laughs> let's keep do getting it. after it. All right, <laughs> aloha, y'all.